Welcome to the Mending Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Hoyt, and along with my sister, Lena Hoyt, a licensed marriage and family therapist, we want to help you recover from trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, complex trauma, PTSD, or any other trauma sustained from abuse or narcissistic relationships, we want to help you develop skills and ways that can help you to recover from the symptoms and the effects of trauma. We are so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, Amy here. Are you feeling stuck or overwhelmed by things that pop up in your daily life? And perhaps these are because of past traumas or toxic stress? Have you tried traditional therapy and found that it wasn't enough? I know that was the case for me. That's why we developed the Whole Health Lab. Mending Trauma has put together a program that combines the latest research with proven methods to help you recover from trauma and move forward from these daily stressors and triggers. We use somatic therapy, EMDR, cognitive behavioral therapy, and internal family systems therapy. We use nervous system regulation, and many other tools so that we can combine the best methods that are identified in the research to help you recover without being completely overwhelmed. So you can work on trauma on your own pace, your own time, and still with the mentorship and support of a highly trained certified staff. That's us. No more waiting for appointments or sitting in traffic, driving to see a therapist. With our online program, The Whole Health Lab, you can access it from anywhere, anytime, even on an app. Visit mendingtrauma.com backslash whole health lab and learn more. Get your questions answered. We've got a frequently asked questions section and sign up so that you can have this life-changing program in your world today. Don't let your past hold you back any longer. Take control of your future and we can't wait to see you in The Whole Health Lab. Hello, everybody. This is Lena Hoyt, and I have six quick tips for you for the holiday family gathering events. As I've been working with clients in the last week or so, a lot of them have brought up some mild concerns, some significant concerns about gathering with family over the holidays. And although we did do a podcast on this a couple of weeks ago, I thought it might be helpful to just give you some six quick tips about how to do what you can to make the holiday season less stressful for you in terms of engaging with family. So our quick tip number one is consider an alternative. And that might sound kind of odd, but what I'm talking about is consider an alternative environment. Maybe you have the dinner at somebody's house that it usually isn't held at. Maybe you have the dinner in a restaurant. Maybe you have um, a barbecue at the park. And these are unusual, and we tend to have some pretty rigid thinking around holiday expectations, and that's very typical. But sometimes what can help is if we kind of get out of this rut that we're in and do something different. It can, it can help with the family dynamics sometimes. So that's quick tip number one. Consider an alternative environment or location. Quick tip number two is... Order your meal from a grocery store 
or a restaurant. And a lot of people have a really hard time with this. Again, this goes back to the rigid thinking about what a holiday experience is supposed to look like. But what I have found in my work over the last 23 years is that part of what contributes to distress during the holidays is your own internal expectations about how things should go and what they should look like. And you can't do anything about outside expectations, but you can certainly be aware of and insightful about your own expectations and really work to have flexible thinking around what the holiday meal looks like. A great example of this was I was talking to a client yesterday and um, she was talking about having Thanksgiving dinner with her two adult children and how she really doesn't even like turkey. And last year when they were gathered, one of the daughters said, I don't want to do this big meal again next year. And so we were laughing and talking about, well, what are some alternatives? And my client suggested, I don't care if we get Taco Bell, go over to Susie Q's house, sit on the back porch under the um, space heater and just chat. No stress. Everyone orders their favorite thing from Taco Bell. No mess, no stress. And I thought that was a great way of having flexible thinking around the expectations of what the holiday should look like. Quick tip number three. This is a hard one, but I think it's really important to consider. Those of you listeners who have a lot of experience with alcohol abuse in your family of origin, this may not be practical for you. You might be the only participant. But quick tip number three is limit the alcohol. And there's a few different ways to do this. One is that you don't serve any hard liquor. That's one way to be flexible about it. One is that you invite everybody to bring their favorite non-alcoholic drink Again, if you have a family culture that is surrounded with alcohol and drinking, people are going to laugh at you and make fun of you for this. But it can be a really creative way to um, reduce the alcohol if you can get any buy-in. If you have concerns about alcohol use um, during the holiday season and being around others who tend to abuse alcohol, One thing you may want to do is consider not hosting because that might give you a way to have boundaries around your experience so that you're not trapped at home with a bunch of heavy drinkers, but that you can excuse yourself, don't have to be subjected to some of the nonsense that can happen with um, over drinking during the holidays. Quick tip number four. This is an idea that I got from what we do in our family. I think many, many families have a tradition of doing this. And during the Thanksgiving dinner, as we moved into our adulthood, we really emphasized that everybody at the dinner name one thing that they're very grateful for in their life for that year or in the moment. And we loved including the kids because it was so some of their comments were so wise and so introspective and really impacted uh, the rest of us there. 
And another way to do this, because you may not get buy-in, especially if, it, if it's an alcohol-saturated dynamic, is you have slips of paper by the door, and everybody, as they come in, writes down one thing that they're thankful for. You can do it anonymously. You can have them write their names on it. Sometimes you get a lot of really interesting things anonymously, and it helps people who feel vulnerable be able to speak up about something that they are thankful or grateful for. And there are lots of ways to do this. Make this your own. But one thing that this can do is it can help focus our brains on something that is not negative, and it can offer a respite in the middle of the gathering for focusing on the things that you do have gratitude for. Quick tip number five, use your alliances in your family in a healthy way to help each other. So many times in families, there might be one or two family members who tend to have more awareness or insight into how the family dynamic works. One thing you can consider is communicating with that, that person, that other family member, and see if you can find ways to support each other during the event, the gathering. And not from a codependent standpoint, but if you reach out to somebody and say, I'm really trying to reduce my drinking, or I really don't argue, want to argue with mom this year, then if you have a family member who you feel close to and who gets you, you might be able to seek support from them and they may be able to help you stay in your window of tolerance emotionally, stay out of an argument with mom, they might have some suggestions for you. It can be helpful when you have an ally in trying to be more healthy in your family and to have some conversation about how you can support each other before the gathering. And finally, quick tip number six is gracious leave-taking. And what I mean by this is finding ways to leave the event in a gracious manner, in a poised manner, a manner that allows you to use tact, but also firm, healthy boundaries. And some of the ways that I have used this in the past, because I have, um, I have anxiety, and so I'm often the first one to leave a family gathering, is that depending on how open your family is, I've been able to say to my family members, I'm having a lot of stimulus overload. So I'm going to take off. Um, I usually volunteer to help clean up in some way. I make sure that I thank everybody for what they um, brought and make sure that I thank the, the host home for their willingness to host. So being able to say I'm super overwhelmed right now and I, um, I'm having stimulus overload. What it does is it takes the personal out of my leave taking. If you have a family that has a lot of rigid unspoken rules about what it means to be nice or close or rude, then this will be harder. One way you can do this 
is to let the host know that you are planning on only staying for a few hours and ask them what they'd like you to do before you leave. That can be a really gracious way to to take your leave from a family gathering. You can also say to everybody that you have loved spending time together and if you have in-laws, maybe you need to go visit the in-laws for a little bit. If you need to get the kids home to, to rest and get ready for bed. Um, so many times during the holidays, our, our routines get really disrupted. And so planning ahead for ways that you can be poised and gracious as you leave a gathering can really help lower your own stress and can help simplify holiday gatherings for you. I hope that you've enjoyed these six quick tips. And I hope that you know that everything that you've been through has allowed you to be the person you are, has allowed you to survive, that you are a miracle, and that you can heal from traumatic events that have happened to you. There is hope. It's not just that we can learn tools and tricks and um, interventions. It's also that we actually can heal our bodies, our minds, and our souls. I wish you all a happy holiday season this year and good luck with family gatherings. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mending Trauma Podcast. Lane and I are really grateful that you spend time with us each week. We know you have a choice and that time is currency. We would love if you would share this episode on social media and tag us so we can reshare. If you feel so inclined, go and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to pods so that we can get the word out and help more people. We know that we are all working hard on our mental health and we wish you great success this week in implementing these new skills. We'll check in next week.